Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. This is the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot it. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 317. And can I give a very warm welcome back to our guest, whose surname I would probably mangle some. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome back in. Thank you very much. You're here to watch the Stargate Universe episode, Earth. I am indeed. I can't wait. Yeah. Why is it whenever he says Earth, my brain subtitles Final Conflict? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Or just Earth 2. Did you ever watch that? I watched some of it and then I got a little silly. Well, yeah, that was sci-fi in the 90s. That kind of defines silly, don't it? To say I'm including this bit anyway, because I'm recording it. So I was quite impressed by the initial call, which didn't go ahead. Therefore, this bit wasn't recorded. Mike had set it up with the title of the episode we were recording as a result, which Skype announced that Earth was calling, <laughs> which I was mildly disconcerted by. Yeah, and he got an engaged tone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Skype handles anything over five people well. Well, that's why conference calling apps seem to be uh, all the rage at the moment. And if we were starting out on a new podcast, that's probably what I'd look at. Mm-hmm. Is that a hint for me and Andrew? Well, it's only going to be the pair of you, and it's probably fine. And if you're thinking of adding more people, then I probably would consider it worth the uh, investment. Well, I'm sure you would guest on the odd episode. It's not like you'd have to do anything other than turn up. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Even the vaguest suggestion of doing anything else, you'd be hearing just a, a dial tone. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's not gone. He's left the call open so he could generate the dial tone. And yeah, that's it. Play the dial tone down the microphone. <laughs> just leave it, just walk out of the room. I finally watched Killjoys. I didn't realise you hadn't actually looked at it. Well, you, you know I, I save a lot of series to marathon. Killjoys was one of them. For a year? Yeah, but, well, you know... I've still only watched the first episode, first season of Penny Dreadful and the first season of The Stray. You never got round to watching the second season yet. Never watched any of The Stray. I watched two episodes of the second season of Penny Dreadful and I just found it. I wasn't long back from Finland and I was feeling a bit down and I just, I wasn't in a happy enough mood to look at it. <laughs> uh, only 10 episodes though. I watched that this week, last weekend. Yeah, I'll be watching nothing. This is the longest I'll actually be spending conscious in this room for the rest of the week. <laughs> right. Other than that, I'll be, I've got tea farming again tomorrow. I've got equipment farming on Wednesday, and the German girl arrives on Thursday at about 3.30. So I'm off Friday morning. If I suitably impress the boss this week, I said to him, if I'm suitably brilliant, can I get Friday afternoon as well? Because <laughs> I'm certainly hoping that my encounter with this girl, which starts on Thursday, is not interrupted by me going anywhere else until Friday. <laughs> so much handier if I could just stay at horrors on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> some things were not meant to be seen by a mortal man I discovered something in our fix it today and walk one was an anti-static strip which I've never bothered to use no matter what I've been doing or what I've been assembling 
Do you know there's a wee suction cup thing with a metal ring on it, which my colleague explained to me is for removing screens from phones? Not for covering nipples. <laughs> I was going to say, that that could be put to many uses. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, then. We nearly got back on topic. Communication. This episode relies a lot on the communication stone, so uh, oh, I think we've... That's <laughs> a very good segue, Mike. Well done. I nearly lost it, you know, going into a sort of XXX paraphernalia. <laughs> right, Ian. Yep. I'm willing to let you pick. Oh, excellent. Uh, Italian? <laughs> Before you even attempt Italian. Yes. Right. This week we will be watching the Stargate Universe episode Earth. This video is taken from the Region 2 DVD, runtime 41 minutes, 53 seconds. We're all staring at the black screen of the counter set to zero. Alan will... My guest will not be doing the countdown in Italian. <laughs> but when he does, if you want to watch along, just press play when he goes click, and uh, everything should work out just fine. Excellent. Yeah, that's not that's never been uh, presaged any uh, apocalyptic event. <laughs> I just like the word presage. What does it mean? Because I don't think I've ever heard of it. Really? Well, for example, when at the risk of mildly spoiling someone who's even more behind on Supernatural than me. That would be me. When... Okay, then, well, uh, when a certain character killed a certain bad girl, <laughs> that's as vague as I can get. Mike probably knows what I mean. It presaged the apocalypse. Oh. So the sort of pauses or is an indicator. Yeah, is an event which may result in the thing that you've seen. Is it a French word or something? Sounds French. A lot of Englishes. Yeah, but we wouldn't like to admit that. <laughs> Before we start, one last thing. I watched that Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it good? It was hilarious. It'd probably be better if you know the book or adaptations of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the dialogue was taken direct from the book. I studied the book in secondary school. One thing that cracked me up is that, you know, when, when the plague of zombies came to England, we, of course, blamed the French. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's the go-to. Hi, I'm Nukchas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites. Nimlast.org. Come on then, Alan. Let's get started. Well, I don't know Italian, but I I do know Spanish, so that's what you're getting. Tres, dos, unos. Clicky. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient. Launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. Okay then, as per usual, I'll do all the little tidbits of information while Rush is giving us a bit of background. This is Stargate Universe Earth, Season 1, Episode 7, Gatecast Episode 317. This episode premiered in the US and Canada on November the 6th, 2009. We got it November the 10th, Australia November the 13th, Germany March the 21st, 2010, and Sweden April the 9th. This story was from Brad Wright, Rob C. Cooper and Martin Garrow and directed by Ernest R. Dickerson. His one and only episode of Stargate. Mm. Few shows with episodes of the same name. Cosmic Collisions, Space Detective, Fashion Filmmakers, Ricky Gervais' show and Cooked. I 
didn't choose my job over you. It wasn't just about the job. I want nothing more than to get back here to be with you. You made your choice, Everett. I like the way they've done the Kino in the flashbacks. Yeah, Alan was complaining about that one in darkness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put him put a scope to the back of his head. It's not going to tell you anything. Well, these two do have a history, don't they? They certainly do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and Sam never acted like this. <laughs> Should be ashamed of themselves. Don't. No, I won't say that. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt you. Now, if Jack and Sam had acted like that, would... Whoa! Would stop Whoa, it. Hang on, a... <laughs> hang on a second. What long... the hell? Ah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> sorry, sir, they're waiting. Oh, happy dreams, Colonel. <laughs> How can you tell? Uh, I can tell. Oh, he's using the gun punch. We're late. Ooh. Meow. That's very deliberate placing, isn't it? Not just to throw them on. Ooh. We'll be fine. Maybe hesitant. Apart from Telford, does anybody like using the stones? Oh, Hamilton and Baldwin. Mm. And they made the joke on the commentary, the missing Baldwin brother. <laughs> well, Adam isn't one of those. Yes, we know Adam isn't a Baldwin brother. It's a meeting, Tommy. Jack. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. Sorry, sir, I wasn't expecting a party. We may have figured out a way to get you home. RDA's got something in his hand. Of course he has. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a lemon or a tennis ball. Is it a lemon? A lemon. Oh, oh it's an orange. That's a, that's a sudden... That feels rather abrupt to cut to the credit. Uh, well, you've got to recover RDA, you see. <laughs> scientist. Uh, Never trust scientists. Especially when they're not on board. Yeah, Richard, what the hell happened to your weight? But our simulations are encouraging. It's time to take it to the next level. This ain't a video game. Any questions? Sounds dangerous. The IOA fully supports the implementation of this plan. Oh, well, we're certainly not going to do it then. Mm. And justifies the risk. Look, I'm not going to pretend to... That's, uh, yeah. mildly put. This could end badly. <laughs> you want to get those people home. So do we. I'm just saying maybe these guys could do a little more calculating. The fact is we are at the stage where a practical attempt is the only way to get any more hard data. The goal is to save lives. And we don't want to put the ship at risk. Dr. Williams is played by Ryan Kennedy. He's a Canadian actor. He looks like, he looks like 25. He's been in Defiance and Major Crimes. Mm. We've got Morris. Morris O'Brien. Yay! Special appearance by... If it makes you feel any better, Colonel Carter saved my ass dozens of times using all kinds of wacky science I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we know, Jack. We were there. <laughs> it's not a democracy. I'm sorry, sir. It's just, it's not that simple. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, but unfortunately, it, yeah. half the people are civilians. have got no reason to actually follow orders. A billion light years away from home. The president wants it done. It is a little accurate. Well, it's not that. Sorry, it's not that easy, is it? Really? I know. They're all trapped in a tin can on the other side of the universe. There's no. Uh, there's no, no one has any real control over them. I will let you know my decision tomorrow. Yes, throughout history. I don't think Jack was really expecting someone else's body. You can just go on a binge. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Again, referencing Supernatural. No, I wasn't. Many of those have you had? It's in the low hundred. That was in the SG-1, though. Mm. I'm doing my best. You're our eyes and ears now. 
your life, certainly the lives of everyone aboard, is the first priority, but you have to understand there's a lot at stake here. It's always about money and power. You passed me up for promotion four times. I never really got a straight answer as to why. You are a highly trusted, well Probably because you're not straight. And I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that was almost certainly a dig. The point is, I know there's no way in hell you'd be talking to me right now if you had a choice. Well, you look at it, you're on Icarus because you were as far away as we could get you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really likes you, Camille. Apart from your girlfriend. I'm not a scientist. No, you're a bureaucrat. An interesting camera angle. It looks like someone's watching them. Hmm. Why all the jump cuts? It does look like surveillance, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, this is how they film universe, isn't it, on the ship? So they're kind of just extending it to a real, real life location. Doesn't make any sense. They could do a standard two shot rather than jumping about mad. It's, no it's the really happening. wide shot that that does it. It makes it look like there's someone standing watching them or something. They probably do have surveillance on them at all times, anyway. Yeah. Why isn't Rush here? Uh, we're not convinced Rush wants to come home. In fact, security-wise, they would be under guard anyway, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, the commentary for this episode was uh, David Blue, Brian Smith and Elise Levesque again. They're at David's house recording this. They were proclaiming whenever the craft services had hot dog day, you know, everybody felt better. <laughs> the ship doesn't have enough power to dial back to Earth, and as we've seen recently, when the ship runs out of juice, it finds a star and refills its tanks. Yes, and this was the cool table, yeah. <laughs> like the back in high school. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. You can tell they've got plenty of water, though, can't you? Because they all seem a lot cleaner than they did in the last few episodes. Yeah. As we thought, that would do it. The problem is the whole ship is a conduit part. Well, does anyone know when the ship will run out of power again? It's tough to tell. Based on current usage, probably going to be several months. Hmm. <laughs> right. That's part of the plan. It sounded a little vague. It's possible. So you guys are saying you're all for this? Yes, yeah, so we'll start up this nuclear reactor. If anything goes wrong, we'll just switch it off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the whole purpose of science is that it is definitive, otherwise it's not science. Ah, but you should also be willing to change your uh, your your uh, hypothesis afterwards. Gordon, the people came up with the idea. Well, if only all science was that definitive, Colonel, you're just going to have to choose who you want to believe. That looks very, very fakely CG. It does. It's got none of the detail or key now, has it? It doesn't hurt at all. Do I look worried? A little. Just trying to figure out what I'm going to say to my mom. In fact, it'd probably been better just to have somebody holding one up, just on, you know, on a stick. hand underneath the camera lens. <laughs> yeah, you show half of it. Probably a lot cheaper as well. Yeah. Mhm. Mm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's more casual. Oh, there's a PSP. Yeah. Here's the thing. How does it know? <laughs> Very exciting. This is really interesting. His clothes were too big for him. Yeah. But on the other end, they're just the right size. It's a t-shirt. You're wearing baggy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Un unless you're built like Greer. Mm. Then you wear them tight. <laughs> First Under Armour customer, probably. The people we're in can't hear us, can they? No. I wonder what they're doing with our bodies. Mm, two naughty schoolboys come see the headmaster. Yeah. Hey, oh, sneaky. Yeah. Colonel Telford. I'll just get right to it. I've been ordered to enact the rescue plan put forward by the IOA. Rescue plan? I don't understand. I brought Drs. McCormick and Williams with me. I believe you know them. Yes, sir. I've already set them to work. 
What about Colonel Young? Effective immediately. I'm assuming command of the destiny. How can they okay. know these systems well enough to... They can't, can they? Yeah. You replaced me. For now. Without waiting to hear my answer. You were going to say... Give us more time. Then you were going to be disobeying a direct order. Sir. Look, I offered you command of the expedition. You were my first choice. But you turned it down. Your exact words, as I recall, were, I don't think it's still in me, sir. Well, I'm there now, sir, whether I like it or not, whether anyone likes it, this is wrong, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, you're not really going to win this one, Young. Well, I'd like something a little bit more colourful, I think. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, General, or <laughs> something like that. They can't do this to us, can they? Well, for now they have. Look, I think it comes down to the fact that they don't trust Rush, and the truth is, I, I can't blame them. How good it would have been if we'd have had young in sg1 even for five minutes or something mm. you know a few years ago that would assume they knew this was coming well you can have an actor then bring him back as, as a main character years later just for continuity sake look apparently they're just doing some preliminary testing information gathering nothing nothing too crazy so what you're saying is live it up while we can huh. ah, cool <laughs> party time then let's <laughs> make the most of it yeah Although in Atlantis, when they threw the um, wait, was it Atlantis? No, in SG One, when they threw the um, the communication device into the wormhole, it disconnected them rather than yes, killing them. Yes, that's because the so, bodies hadn't been killed yet. Yeah, so if they blow up the machine before the ship explodes. Yeah, but remember, this is a human variant of that technology. Might not work exactly the same. I mean, that's okay. Plus, it also has an off switch, so I guess they could just. Toggle it. <laughs> they don't want us to like Telford, do they? And they do a good job of it. He really doesn't care, does he? <laughs> that face basically says, tougher men than you have tried. Yeah, but he's sensible enough not to do anything too stupid. From what I gather, supplies are desperately short. And given the condition of the ship, it could experience a fatal breakdown at any time. No one is trying to alarm you unduly. Really? <laughs> no. We just want to get you so nervous that you agree to our plan. How does Young's uniform fit that guy? He's a completely different body shape and height. <laughs> because he's not there. Yes, I really like that. Yeah, because it'd be stupid if they actually went through the other way. Well, you can tell what Rush thinks about this. Just walks off. Why does that have a clear panel on the lock? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it has a clear panel on one side of the lock, and on the other side it doesn't. I'm sure that makes sense in some way. <laughs> Perhaps this was a favourite uh, make-out spot, or it was planned as a make-out spot. <laughs> so to put in a, you know, instead of the sock on the door, they just sprayed over the, the uh, panel. <laughs> Control over most of the ship's operational systems is limited, at best. Navigation, propulsion, and many others have been locked out entirely by a master code, which we have had no luck in breaking. Aha, the master code. First time we've heard reference to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, Star Trek... The view screen, fantastic. The JJ movies, much bigger, fantastic. But that is gorgeous. Mm. That is a panoramic view. Very reliant on shield technology, of course. Because that must be a weak spot of the ship. Yeah, you wouldn't want that to pop. Telford, he'll have to go. She's not going to understand. She can barely follow an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eli. <laughs> Before they were shooting that, those two guys were talking about a bachelor party that David had to plan in Vegas. He got lots of good advice, he said. Uh, Can I help you? My name is... Mm-hmm. Let's go check the Star Trek a moment. Philip Fry. Philip Fry. Philip Fry. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. You were saying, Alan? A moment to acknowledge the unfortunate incident. We're recording just the day after Anton Yelton was tragically pushed by his own vehicle at age 27. Not been a good week. Mrs. Armstrong, Anna Galvin, she's adapting to this very well because the second time she's met a daughter and quite in different bodies. Indeed. Yeah, she is handling that well. What was that? Uh, it wasn't me. It was me. Oh. You're here. If this is the only way, I can live with that. I can't stay this way forever, Mom. I know. Everyone's working very hard to get you home. I'm trying to get through this. I am. <laughs> it explains a lot, then. <laughs> okay, that's lad. <laughs> I miss him so much. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, perfectly understandable. Chloe doesn't seem to be the most experienced when it comes to life. It's hitting her hard. Eli drinks four or five of those a day. Actually, he quit. Really? I find that hard to believe. Glynis Davis plays Mary Ann Wallace. Oh, dear. She misses her son. Yeah. When will that be, do you know? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sure. Really getting into shape, though. Can I get you something to eat? Uh, Eli said you make the most amazing chocolate chip cookies. He told you that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, be careful, Eli. You, you could actually say too much here. Sometimes it's like he's just right up there in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> you can take him back with you. This is heartbreaking, really. He also said you make a mean schnitzel. Schnitzel. <laughs> no, I'm happy to do it. You know... I thought he'd be calling more often. Here, let me help you. <laughs> My like a son who spends way too much time in bed. Sir, work you're doing. Be careful, she's fishing. I know you can't tell me much about it. I can tell you that it's important. In fact, it could change the world as we know it. Really? My Eli? You don't sound so surprised. Not that I'm surprised, don't get me wrong. He's my son, of course I think he's special, but... Oh, he's special. He's special. And he knows his way around the kitchen a little too well. Those pictures on the fridge are from David's David Blue's own album. Hmm. Him in high school, him as a kid. Appropriate, really. <laughs> Where would you find the chocolate chips? <laughs> who prints their pictures these days? The lady who never watches Star Trek. Yeah, this is probably very difficult for Eli. You know, he obviously, he's Eli. He wants to blurt out everything. We know that. He's just that sort of character, keeping secrets, especially from his mother. Well, he's standing there looking completely calm and focused. And now we're breaching the subject of her, her illness. I didn't think he ever talked to anyone about it. He asked me to make sure the Air Force was making good on their promise to help you. To be honest, the whole thing makes me a little anxious. I, I really just want to know Eli's okay. I suppose, ultimately, the threat that the Air Force could not pay for a medical treatment if, if he says too much. We're not really sure what's wrong with her at this point. Yeah, how close do you pay? <laughs> I will. Uh, this is where everything gets to Marianne. She finally breaks down in front of Eli, even though it isn't Eli to her, of course. Heartbreaking scene. And I... I miss him. Hang in there, Eli. He misses you too. He can't really hug her, even though... Well, he can't, can he? A bit creepy, really. 
but he suits her back. I'll choose him. Gotta get your money's worth. I'm almost done over here. You've got to approve of the ancients. They did put a lot of stuff on board Destiny, just for just in case. Forty percent of the operational weapon system, and it should be good enough to get us a read on our power reduction capability. I watched uh, Robert Carlyle in a film called Barney Thompson this week. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic flick. Is everything you'd expect from Robert Carlyle. <laughs> I want manual confirmation before activating any system that comprehensive. Over 80% of this ship is inaccessible without spacesuits right now. With only two suits doing it your way could take months. If that's what it takes. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yep. Dr. Rushmore ready here. Okay, sending power through. Uh. Oh dear me. Riley. Looks like a coolant leak. I thought you got it. Yeah, so did I. There's a problem. Power's backing up in the relay. Shut it down. I'm trying, it's not working. No, yeah, that sounds good. I really wouldn't do that. How big the explosion are we talking about? I'm going in, I can feel it. Are you crazy? You can't go in there. We're on the hull. Listen to Alan. It's bloody good advice. Don't go in there and don't do that. Rush, we're an FTL. If it punctures the hull, Disrupts the shield at all, even for a microsecond, then the entire ship could be in jeopardy. <laughs> this is not the time to argue about it. Bye. We're bit. Yep. Riley! Oh! Yeah, that's not fun. Whoa! That's actual blood in the faceplate. Mm. The behind the scenes footage, they show Bam Bam organising that stunt. Yeah. You know, uh, a manual wire rig, literally a guy on top of a ladder who jumps off and pulls, pulls the stuntman backwards. Ooh. It's going to be touching. Very trick to do because we're in a very tight corridor. But it's great when when you see them setting all. You, you know the line they're using is thick, so they paint all that out and they add that sound effect, the clunk when he hits a wall. Mm. I really want to do that job. I'd love to do foley for a day. <laughs> it would be awesome. Colonel, the man nearly died. You're the one who put him in jeopardy. I was trying to make sure you didn't kill us all. I'm not going to. Okay, I accept responsibility for what happened. But you forced the situation, and activating the weapon system the way you're proposing is completely reckless. Come on, Rush. These people are in danger just being here, evidenced by what just happened. The ship is falling apart. They're the wrong people for this. We need to get them home. Yeah, well, there's a right way of doing that. We are doing it the right way. No, we don't. If we get them home, we don't have a show. <laughs> well, they'd replace the crew, wouldn't they? That's the point. They don't want to get them home. They want to replace them. Then Telford can take command as he's always wanted. Express concern for how everyone else felt about you. So are you suggesting that my judgment is now somehow clouded? Or is it that I'm just plain lying? Bad in command of that, wouldn't he? Telford <laughs> would be bad in command of anything. Mm -hmm. He might work in a very... In the Pentagon. You give him a, a high position in the Pentagon, he'd be fine, because everybody that's working there isn't going to be insubordinate or anything. Yeah. Put him in the field. <laughs> <laughs> It said that were tricky to film because Ryan had to stand behind Eli, so they were kind of offset in the oh. mirror. Hey, it's me. How's it going? Uh, okay. How'd your mom take it? I couldn't do it. I told her I was a co-worker. I told my friends I'm cousin Liz from out west. <laughs> <laughs> you are. They also brought up the idea that the food you eat, it's going to taste different to you in a different body. Yeah. Hmm. Where is he now? I assume we... Vancouver. I got the impression he was still in his mother's ass, but obviously he can't, can he? I know. Friends are taking Cousin Liz out on the town to see Janelle Monet. 
you want to come hang out with us? Hell yes. That's a bit suspect. Yeah, feeling out on the sofa like that. Yeah. I assume they've got flat rooms at the Pentagon. Yeah. Oh, dear. Recycle Earth. Isn't that what all the gold wanted to do? And now the Lucian Alliance. <laughs> Someone's knocking at the door. Who can it be? They need a code word or something. Emily, it's me. Emily. Hey, no. Emily. Emily, please, just, just open the door. Go away. I'm not, I'm not leaving, Emily. I'm not going to leave you. I will call the police, Emily. Emily, please. It doesn't end like this, Emily. Open the door. I just want to talk to you. No, you don't. Are they? What are they? Are they tomatoes or some sort of flower plant? They're flowers, I think. Okay. Just, I need you to just listen to me, okay? Because this, I know this is crazy. I'm barely keeping it together. And the only thing that's keeping me from going out of my mind is you. Again, it, it doesn't look like a nice sunny day in Vancouver. Yeah. Or wherever or wherever they are or supposed to be. Okay, cameraman, you you lie between his legs and shoot upwards. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. Please, just... I had to try. I had to, just in case there was a chance, a chance that you could forgive me. Go for it, young. <laughs> You're breaking her down. She's falling for it. Tears, man. Tears. Just push me away now and... I have to face me like this. I just want to come home. Yes, looking like Telford. <laughs> and sounding like Telford as well. Yeah, <laughs> freaky, is it really? Yeah. Okay, walk away dejected. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh no, I hate to tell you, but this has turned into a chick flick. You romantic music as the estranged couple get back together in the final act. Okay, never really expected this in any stock show. <laughs> Although, funnily enough, when they were proposing Enterprise, the suits made inquiries about music on the show. See, SG-1 could have got away with that if Keel and O'Neill decided they were going to start a band in Window of Opportunity. <laughs> Hi. And this is Mindy, played by Raquel Riskin. Mindy? You sure she's not called Destiny or Flower? <laughs> oh, if she was called Destiny, that would be amazing! It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, you do. This is awesome. the other side of life. Wanna dance? This is uh, Janelle Monet. She's really short. American singer-songwriter. She looks tiny. She can certainly move. Oh my god, this is awesome. In my experience with Ingress, the short people walk really, really, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have to. Longer-legged people, longer strides. you got to keep up, haven't you? Yeah. You're like, I oh, can't really believe this. He's <laughs> having the time of his life. Oh, awkward. Hmm. And Josh is the ex-boyfriend then. Obviously. Maybe she didn't know that he was ex. Hey, it looks like Chloe's got something on her mind. Yeah, you're really going to find out what people think about yourself and your family, aren't you? Might get some very hard truth spoken. What do you mean? Her job. She was working for him, right? <laughs> Subtle. Don't really think that's on her mind right now. Sure. Well, tell her we're sorry. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to help. You know, it sucks for me. Because Senator Armstrong was hooking me up with his Wall Street connections. And now that's not going to happen. Well... Selfish much. I think I have to go throw up. 
you'll be perfectly entitled to slap his face, Chloe. Although it might take some explaining. Not minting it, it'll be refreshing. That's lime. <laughs> That's a point. If you drink and then you switch bodies back, do they get the hangover? Yes. Chloe's best friend, who's sleeping with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> hey, so is Chloe really okay? She'll be fine. I wish you'd call me back. I'm sure she misses you. I think she's just having a hard time dealing right now. Of course, Chloe has had a little bit too much to drink. You mean about the fact that you're sleeping with her boyfriend? How? What? It's pretty obvious you guys are together. Look, Josh and Chloe broke up. Yeah, I don't think she ever would have suspected that you're the real reason why. I don't know who you... How could you do this to me? To you? You're supposed to be her best friend! Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Fight, fight! This is what we wanted. (laughs) Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, this is not the Stargate you grew up with. No, no. Apart from the pilot. But even that didn't go that far. <laughs> and that time Vala had sex with Daniel. Excuse me. But that was disappointing. Time. This is so wrong. This is wrong. Colonel Selford? <laughs> Hang in there, lad. Just hang in. Go with it. He was right in the middle of something. <laughs> it must have disrupted communication between us. Oh, Scott, listen, we don't have a lot of time. You've got it. Colonel Young? Colonel Young! Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh she enjoyed that. Something, something different. Did you feel it? <laughs> For the rest of it, it's been Telford's body anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Looks like it might have temporarily disrupted the communication device. We have to fix that. Sir, I think Colonel Young wanted me to shut down the stones. This is no longer his command, is that clear? The device stays on. Telford really doesn't know what to <laughs> Deep breath. I sure hope they've used protection. Well, that's something they've got to think about. You know, Chloe's banging Scott left, right and centre. You know, was, was she on the pill? Uh, diaphragm or anything? Yeah, but uh, otherwise, Young's missus could end up with Telford's baby. <laughs> Trying to explain that in the divorce court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It won't happen again. How do they know? I don't know. Right now, I don't care. There are a couple of hundred extras for this uh, nightclub scene. They're on a location. The director, Ernest, said, planning this shot, you think all the things that could go wrong, but actually everything went pretty darn good. Except for the guitarist in the band who was ill and kept throwing up every uh, few minutes. Oh no. <laughs> this with all those people around, there's a lot of places you can hide cameras. Yeah. Boyfriend. <laughs> this is probably one of the hardest things to act, drunk. Yeah. Do you want to dance? I think I want to go over there and punch him in the face. Probably good that Eli is a gentleman, otherwise so many opportunities to take advantage of Chloe at this point. <laughs> in fact, you're probably going to have to be fighting her off. Yeah, she's not exactly in a good state of mind at the moment, is she? drunk at all. Really? Because you seem drunk. My head's just all foggy. Almost there. Okay, come. Usually it makes me feel better. Huh. At least for a little while. It usually makes me dizzy. Yeah, well, when you're at a position that you're hoping for some other kind of relationship or even a friendship, you just don't do that sort of thing. No, exactly. <laughs> this was the first time David said he'd been in a Porsche. This was uh, Steve from the costume department's car. I think they pay the costume department way too much. 
<laughs> really? You've seen some of the costumes. <laughs> and then I started working with my dad. I really thought that I could do something, make a difference. You can. Originally shot this on location. Uh, <laughs> didn't go quite so well, so they ended up filming it uh, on set. If it makes you feel better, I had a really great time tonight. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, you sound it. You know the last time a girl that hot told me I was cute? Oh, poor Eli. Never. Doesn't it bother you that she wasn't really talking about you? Oh, Ben. Hey, come on. Ow. <laughs> well, hang on, I feel like crap. You are not going to be happy. At least she realised what she said. <laughs> You're cute. The real you. Well, after that, you're going to have to do something pretty special to make it up to him. Hello? Yep, that'll do it. Hey, that's going to be awkward. In his dreams. <laughs> what? He must have zoned out there. Nothing. Go on. You were sane. And you're funny, too. And you're a genius. Oh. And... Don't say it. You're a good friend. Cute, funny, a genius, and... Oh, you said it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Friends. I'm a good friend. Suddenly, the ice bath down the pants. <laughs> she doesn't know anything. I don't want to be stuck here like this. I can't feel anything, can you? Well... You know what's the worst part? <laughs> She's not going to let you get a word in, mate. <laughs> this is an episode where they spent a lot of time working on the characters. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is probably the slowest episode so far. Yeah, this scene in the car's been going on for ages. My dad definitely would have punched Josh in the face. Wow. I think I'm going to take you home. Could you take me home? That was the plan. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Safely on Earth. A lot of people are behind this. Well, a lot of people play the lottery. What's surprising is they do it with their lives. I know you're opposed. I have serious concerns myself. I'm sure you do. I'm just mm, a little manipulation here. If you were involved. Trying to play up to his ego. Come on, I've missed that subtle little mention earlier on when I watched this before. A rather conventional weapon system. I suppose even the ancients went through that sort of phase. They glow like drones, though. They're very glowy. As long as you can. <laughs> what you did. Yeah, the commentary. <laughs> I think that's one thing Greer never will never regret decking Delford. <laughs> He's our commanding officer. Come on now. There's our commanding officer. Selford's got guards posted 24-7. What am I supposed to do? This better work. Yeah, they're your guards. Yeah. <laughs> they're your men. They probably like Greer. You know, there's probably people watching this or aliens watching this thinking what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing I'm making sure we still have enough power to control these consoles when approaching the star Dr. Williams says you've come up with a way of improving the odds of success well I don't want to die Colonel good hopefully we've proven that's not our goal good job they are approaching another star mm -hmm. well that's it isn't it you know the fact that they're, they're using up power by using the weapons is forcing Destiny to refuel. Yeah. It's a bit of a gamble just doing that though, isn't it? They've only done it yeah, once before, so they don't know if it's if it was pre planned the whole time or 
yeah, they're making an assumption that Destiny did certain thing because A equals B. Yeah. Whereas it may have been planning to stop off at that star the whole time. Correlation is not causation. Yeah. I know it's over, but you gotta understand. Everett? No. Rush, what's happening? We just jumped to FTR. You know, Young, she's too good for you. <laughs> I mean, she's putting up with a lot. Colonel Telford? Yes. Everything okay? He will be soon enough. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> People are very perceptive. Yeah. Again, another critical moment for Everett that, you know, mm -hmm. good communication with his, with his wife. Mm-hmm. All right. This is ridiculous. Jumping back and forth without any warning is completely unacceptable. Seriously? <laughs> that was a great cut. Deadpan seriously. That's it. Those bits of humour which were at the core of Atlantis and SG-1. That's what's been missing from Universe. Mm -hmm. yeah. If they'd add that more in the first season, I think the show would have... The fans would have responded better to the show. And just a little more humour. Riding higher flow to the Stargate. Ready to attempt dialing. Wow, that jumped right close to it, didn't it, this time? No mucking about. Let me see. Okay, we're going to milk this technology for all it's worth. <laughs> and then we're going to die. I mean, you've got to admit, this is a clever idea. Given that, the, no, uh, that they're trying to dial a, another galaxy. This is a stupidly dangerous idea designed by people who personally have no risk involved. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said the idea was clever. They're trying to dial another galaxy, and last time they did that, the caboose was massive. But they're all standing, gathered right around it. Yeah, I'd probably be waiting in the other room. Yeah, exactly. I'd be waiting several decks down. Well, you've got to give yourself time to get there in case you know the gate doesn't stay open for it. I might like it there. I think in this scenario, I'll be honest with you, I identify more with Rush than I do with Eli. Ooh, that's, that's not supposed to happen. Everybody back up. Yeah, great idea there, Scott. Bringing power flow down. Limitations are not holding. Because the system wasn't meant to handle this much power. That's it. If Destiny was fully operational and they had total control of the computers, this probably would work. Yeah. But the very fact that she's battered and broken... And they're locked out of everything. Stay calm. The shield is failing. Colonel, we need to abort Stay calm. <laughs> the only person calm there is Rush. <laughs> I'm surprised he ain't got his feet up on the, on the console. It's not working. I thought you said you could stop it. I know it won't shut down. Don't panic. Don't panic. Okay. Panic. Oh, that look says. Run away. Yeah. And you know they've talked about this prior to this catastrophe. Yeah. And that, again, Brody, again, sharing a look with Rush, and he goes off as well. Do something. It's all a matter of timing. They're gone. Thank you. Welcome back, guys. Time to die.
<laughs> the button marked off. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just covered it with a bit of white tape so they won't spot it. If I can have everyone's attention, please. I'm sorry to have to tell you that uh, we will not be going home. Not yet, anyway. But you can all relax and return to your quarters. The ship will not be exploding. At least not today. Normal power levels will be restored soon, right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he's full of optimism today, isn't he? <laughs> yes, remember, Rush, there are people with guns. Can you imagine what we saw of him the other week? You know, when he had his breakdown. The difference in character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, he's, but isn't he just completely full of, well, himself, frankly, but... Never gonna explode. Oh, no, we would most definitely all be dead had I not put certain limits in place. I also arranged for the alarms and warnings to go off regardless. A bit of theatre. Always nice. Smiling. Smug bastard. That may be the first time he smiled in the entire uh, series so far. Yes, it was a good day. <laughs> I put one over on the military boys. Oh, brilliant, Robert, brilliant. And that final line, I didn't know who I could trust. Kind of sums up everything that is wrong with Destiny at the moment. Colonel Telford removed not only any sense of command, but the two scientists that designed and implemented the program that was causing the crisis. The situation appeared to be irreversible. Fortunately, Dr. Rush was able to avoid catastrophic disaster. Yes, and we'd like to see how he did that along with the rest of the data collected during the experiment. Yeah, those were people's lives you were experimenting with. And this is Young's chance to put the knife in. <laughs> not only did they cause a problem, but they scarpered. Three more lives being lost if it could be avoided. Colonel Telford was following orders. Yes. Sure. After uh, much consideration, we have decided to stay in communication with Earth. I hope personal visits for everyone on board will still be permitted. That depends, Colonel. Consider it done. Ooh, that does not like that. I'm afraid the time that I've allotted for this briefing is now up. There you go, IOA. Jack's not letting you limit <laughs> people's access. <laughs> We've decided to stay in communication. It means we hold the cards. He's walking away. Yeah, Jack told him, this is your command, and that's Jung saying, yes, this is my command. The road may be longer than many of us hoped. We will have to sacrifice, compromise, work together without exceptions. Yeah, you don't look half of that. Kino, zoom in. Oh, Eli, come on, put it behind you. Thought you did a good job. He's watching the recording. People need to know the truth, but they also need hope. I need you to do something for me. Sure thing. Go over the data collected as they try to dial the gate. I have already. There's a lot I don't understand. Well, then you need to learn as fast as you can, and you talk to whoever you have to. You think Rush is hiding something? That's what I want you to tell me. This is a big step for both of these people. Young actually asking Eli for help. Eli acknowledging the fact that he's got to learn how, to, how the ship works. Yeah. He can't play silly buggers anymore. We are going to survive. We are... It helps, I think, that Rush likes Eli, or likes to use him anyway. My first priority is to make sure that we all return to those we love. He acknowledges that he's a shortcut to some things. Yeah. And even after multiple watches, I still see this and go, What? <laughs> There are so many questions you can ask about this scene. Yeah, I know. Have they been having an affair before? Is yeah, he pretending that, to be that, young? That's the first thing which crosses. Has she 
because she opened the door and she didn't sign my clothes until he said it's me. Yeah. And she also didn't open her mouth until she got confirmation that it was him. Yeah. Yeah. When I was watching the episode, I rewound it just to make sure she knew, you know, before anything was said, who it was. She was talking to her husband in somebody else's body. But they didn't give anything away there. You look at that and you think, well, either A, she knows Telford. B, Telford's dispatched himself as young so he can sleep with her. Yeah. Or screw up his marriage in some other way. She was also completely casual and fine with it when they were in bed, so... Yeah, she looked like she was having the time of her life. Yeah. Well practiced with Telford's body. <laughs> I mean, we've we've said some of the implications of, uh, you know, a host body, you know, what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. It, it's tricky to... I mean, if you're told, obviously they're going to be volunteers, but if you're told you, they can pretty much do anything in your body and you can't stop them. I'm not sure where I'd want that. No. I think, what was it in on Voyager when uh, the Doctor and Seven... Yes. And eating cheesecake or something. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. That was amazing. Yeah, the Doctor was having like a whole feast, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to a point of, what, Red Dwarf? Yes. yes, And Lister gains about 30 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Rimmer in Lister's body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, body swapping. Did we have body swapping in TOS? Yeah, Kirk in the final episode of the series. Janice Lester. I'm wondering how far back the trope goes. Probably back to Twilight Zone or Outer Limits or even further. Yeah, probably. Right then, Ernest R. Dickinson, director. Check out his resume. This is only a, a very brief snippet. He has directed episodes of The Walking Dead, Once Upon a Time, Dexter, The Wire and Burn Notice. I'm not kidding, there's 20 or 30 other shows that you'd recognise that he's directed on. Yeah, only one episode of Stargate. Strange, that. Mm. And Martin Garrow, uh, the writer, and he wrote the teleplay for this episode. Two episodes of SG-1, 26 of Atlantis, a single episode of SG Universe, The LA Complex, and of course, Blind Spot, which is going into its second season later this year. And that was Earth. Fantastic. That was an excellent episode. Indeed. I think it was, like I say, it was a lot slower, a lot more talking heads than we're probably used to. Mm. There are a lot of heads. Yes, a lot of heads. And of course, Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> Multiple chins. <laughs> the bloke's looking a lot better now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know, poor guy, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you spend years doing your own stories, you break all sorts of bones, you put weight on when... Let's face it, you're allowed to put weight on when you get that here. <laughs> exactly. You, you either put weight on or you go stick thin. You know, one or the other. But then again, women go through it when they're a lot younger, mm-hmm. judged on, on your looks. Plus, if he was doing all his own stunts and he's doing so much acting and so fit and active all the time... You get used to taking in those amount of calories and things, and then suddenly when you stop, you're, uh, you've got to adjust. Yeah. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Once again, Mac posted a bit of feedback over on our Google Plus page about the episode Water. So this episode, well, let's be honest, I didn't like it. Well, I did, but not the Colonel and Scott's part on the planet. Loved Rush, always practical, and always thinking militarily. What makes me say that, if you think about it, he always makes or suggests that the hard calls, a leader by definition, would not always make the popular ones. Eli does need to shut the up, agreed he doesn't have experience, but he is a kid so to speak, and needs to learn and appreciate the chain of command, something Young didn't establish quickly enough. Good episode though, after you guys reviewed it, makes me see it in a different light. Well thank you Mac, I've experienced the same thing when listening to others discuss an episode of many different shows. Slightly different points of view and little tidbits which still may result in you not rating an episode highly, 
but maybe not disliking it so much. Thank you as always for the feedback. If anybody wants to get in touch with us and lead us a bit of uh, feedback, then you can do so via the contact form which is on our website. You'll find that at gatecast.co.uk or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google Plus and on Twitter you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. We are also carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website. If you've got a minute, we'd love to get a rating or review on either of those services. They are always appreciated. We have a standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released so far. That can be found on our website under Mission Report. That link can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher, and you'll give you direct access to every episode, not just the 25 that iTunes carries. Okay then, let's wrap the show up. Okay then, next week's episode will be time. And if everything goes according to plan, Brad will be joining us for that. On an all-new Stargate Universe, a message from the past. What's on? Us. How is this possible? Is a warning for the present. Act now, or you are all going to die. They found human remains. What the... Stargate Universe, an original series. All new this Friday at 9, only on Sci-Fi. Imagine greater. Ian, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here again. Yes, indeedy. We'll call it a night. We've all got other things to do. There's a certain football match on tonight, which I want to watch. And of course, I've also got Game of Thrones to watch. Yes. Everybody on Twitter that couldn't keep the mouth shut about. Are you waiting to binge watch the whole series? No, I just won't see tonight's episode. Okay, then. Thank you very much, folks, for listening. Like I said, next week's episode is time. Until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Ian. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. You're lingerous, do you, Ian? I haven't managed to persuade you. No, I did, I did try it when it first came out. I uh, I did it a little bit, but... Were you in the closed beta? Oh, I don't remember if I was in the beta or not. It became open in December of 2013. No, I don't remember. I don't think I was in the beta. Were you green or blue? Something. There's no reason you couldn't play again. Well, I may pick it up again. Well, my brother was playing it for quite a long time. We, we both picked it up at the same time, and uh, and he, you he know, continued playing is? it. I'm not sure if he still does. I don't know. Come try ya!